In his autobiography, The Seven Pillars of Wisdom, British Colonel Thomas Edward Lawrence recounts his adventures as a British military advisor to the Arab Bedouin tribes against the Ottoman Empire in the First World War. Through his exploits in the Middle East, in the Sinai Campaign, and all that he learned and all that he did as a soldier, he came to be known more famously as Lawrence of Arabia. Now, before he became Lawrence of Arabia, when he was Thomas Edward Lawrence, did he know what he was about to experience when he was sent to that theater? Did he know what adventure lay before him? Probably didn't. Probably didn't have any inclinations. But definitely, after the war, he was a different man than going in. Well, we're, we're on an adventure, too. When we affirm, like St. Peter, who the Christ is, the Son of the living God, our lives become this rich, dynamic adventure. Will it be perfect? Not in this side of life. But in the words of Father Ricardo, he changes everything. Jesus changes everything. He's the Christ. He's the Messiah. He's divine. He carries us. He accompanies us. He puts the sash on each one of us in our own specially made vocations. And we're all called to something good and beautiful and true, whether it is a priest, a nun, husband, wife, mother, father, or anything else where the Lord can use us as, an, as his instrument of evangelization to preach the truth. We all have something in our lives we're called to. But at the end of the day, on this journey, we're not going to know everything. Maybe not everything about ourselves, and certainly not everything about the Almighty God, whose ways are unsearchable. I'm sure every single person here could think of a time in their journey where they think, why did I go through that? Or why did God put that in my life? Or why was I going through that? Or why am I going through this whatever right now? It's, it's a mystery. And while his ways might seem unsearchable, he who is the way is the pillar of wisdom in our lives. He wants to bring us on a wonderful adventure, just like with Lawrence of Arabia. Why are we here right now? The most obvious answer is we're here to worship. We're gathered together to praise the Lord, whose love is eternal. But there might be some people in this church right now who just stumbled in. They, they have no idea why they're here. Okay, you're on your own journey too. And God wants to meet every single one of us in that context. We're not clones. We're not robots. We share the same faith, and we're united in the Eucharist. We all have a journey. And that journey brought us here together. It's a beautiful, mysterious journey where the Lord asks each one of us, who do you say that I am? Can you pick me out among the philosophers, the rabbis, the prophets? Who am I to you? Am I your God? Am I your Messiah? Am I the one who wants to accompany you? And the fun and the beauty of this journey is there is that mystery. You never know what's going to happen when you open your life to Christ. And that can frustrate our faith-filled reason. I mean, we're the sons and daughters of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Plato, Socrates, and Aristotle. We want to know things. We want to search out, seek to pull, pull away the veil of the mystery. What has Western civilization given us? Physics, medicine, philosophy, theology. We want to know, which is beautiful, the beautiful gift that is human reasoning. 
we want to know him. Not just intellectually, it's head and it's heart. We should love him too. Love him as he is, as Almighty God, as Abba, as Dad, as Father, and to know and love him in each other. We each are the Imago Dei, the image of God. And do we recognize that in the person in the pews next to you, among us? Now on this adventure, in seeking him out and opening our hearts, you know, look at Peter. He transformed. He went from becoming Simon to Peter, the first pope. Matthew 16 is very important when people ask us, where does the pope come about in the Bible? Matthew 16, you're Peter. But the point is, he, he went through this radical change when he affirmed who Christ truly was. He still had his human nature. He still was Simon, especially when he denied Christ. But he also had his priestly nature as Peter, right now when he affirms him and professes his love for him after the resurrection. Just like Peter, we become our real authentic selves when we pursue that relationship with the Lord. I'm sure many people here, when they first encounter Christ, are different now than they were before. Very pivotal. It's, it's going to take us far, places spiritually and maybe even physically. We're placed in a specific time. We're born for this time, in a specific location, and our lives are completely intertwined. I mentioned this to Monsignor Sayek and, and many others here, but it's cool that Christ the King has sort of become a mini-seminary. How many guys have come through here that you've seen before they were priests? I mean, think about it. You have formed a generation of priests. There will be priests years from now that will say, wait, you were at CTK also? Remember these people? You're Monsignor Sayak. What did you do? Like, there's, and they're all wonderful men. Some are priests now. And please keep praying for them. Pray for us. Fathers Randy Huang and Dustin Bussey, Deacons Brent Dershmitt, myself, seminarians, Chinyam Vo, Coulter McIntyre, Josiah Dalvin, Anthony Nguyen, Jacob McDougall, all future priests that you have formed. And pray for the future. The future men who will come here who will be intertwined with your lives. Treat them with the same love and kindness you showed a guy like me. So we're all here together, and God is asking each one of us, who do you say that I am? And the answer leads to an incredible adventure. I can guarantee that. But we've got to actively seek that out. Open our hearts to him. Got to say yes. He's not going to force it. We've got to open the door and say, Lord, help me. Door's open. I'm inviting you into my life. And it will radically change. This is my last week in preaching here at Christ the King. In two weeks, I board a plane to go back to Rome to begin my final nine months before coming back to be your priest. And I'll be celebrating my first Mass in this church at the 11 o'clock Mass. Now, when I said yes to the Lord in 2017, I had no idea what my life was going to be like. I didn't know it was going to be the two years at Mount Angel, the three years in Rome, now the year of Christ the King, under good good mentorship, and good formation. I left St. Peter's Basilica, God ordained to be a deacon, to come here. And I didn't know whose lives would have an impact on me. And you all have had an impact on me. And I didn't know what I was going to learn. I knew I was going to do parish, you know, have parish experience, because all seminarians have parish summer assignments. But they won't, this one was different. It was a year long to see, really, the ins and outs of parish life, the trials, the triumphs, getting to know people from all walks of life, 
learning how to minister and be ministered to. And I'd just like to share a few things that I've learned specifically from this year. I learned that the priest is a dad. He's father. That was most apparent when I was with the kids, where I'm old enough to be some of their dads. dads. But even at Coffee and Donuts, when one of our soon-to-be third graders brought her little brother over to me, and I picked him up in this arm, and I just thought, man, this is what being a dad must feel like. This is the priesthood. This is the fatherhood. That is awesome. Or seeing the biological fathers here and their witness and their ministry as priests of their domestic church. And thank you to all the men here for your vocation as good men. We need more good men. Or even when I take homebound, when I take communion to a woman who's 50-plus years older than me, and I'm trying to be a father to her too, even though I'm, to her I look like a baby in a collar. Uh, but that's fatherhood. I learned the ministry of presence, that as a priest, you don't always have to try to say the right thing that fixes everything. You're just there. When people are experiencing a tragedy, tragedy in their lives, or when we're laughing together, you're just you're there. The caller is present. The ministry of presence is a beautiful part of the priesthood. Gaining friendships. I want to stress this right now. Before I leave, I will, I will send out a flock note or you know, put the information out there of my mailing address and my email. I just want to stress, please reach out. Don't ever think you'll be bothering me. You think I want to spend all day studying? I want to hear from you because I know what I'm going, who I'm coming back to. I'm coming back to you all as a priest. I'm only there to study. Study, pray, and be formed, of course, but to be your priest here. And I hope in 300 days on June 22nd in the cathedral at 11 o'clock to see you all there at ordination. And there'll be two other men being ordained with me. Please pray for all three of us. All are welcome to that. And I can't believe it's almost here. Nine months away. And then, specifically from Monsignor Syak, something very, I learned many important things from him, but I think the most crucial was that if you want to be a good priest, an effective priest, a good instrument for divine providence, you got to be able to do the hard things, say the hard things, make the sacrifices, be a father to your people in the good times and in bad. When life gets you down, to seek courage and wisdom from Almighty God, from the Son of the living God, whose love for his priests, just like for all his people, is eternal. It has been an adventure with all of you, so I sort of find a kindred spirit with Lawrence of Arabia. Not as crazy as his life, but it's been a wonderful year. I love you all, and I will miss you all. And I hope to see you there at ordination day, or if not, they'll stream it. Modern technology. But in the meantime, whether we're in Milwaukee or as far away as Rome, our hearts, our souls are always united in the Eucharist. We are always united when we say together, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. God bless you all.